Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also, at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, as always, we are just jam-packed full of stuff. We've probably got, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes worth of entertainment to jam-pack into two hours. Can we do it? I don't know. I don't know. No one knows at this point. It's like the metric system. <laughs> no one knows. There's just no way to tell. We're hoping to. Mm-hmm. We'll do our best. We'll give it the old college try. But we're only human. Okay. You know, we're only human. By the way, traffic and weather together every four minutes on the threes all morning long mm-hmm. uh, to keep you constantly updated on the situation in your area, <laughs> in your local area there uh, where you happen to live huh. and on your way to work. Wow. That's pretty good. Or maybe you're just relaxing somewhere listening to this at a different time. You know, it's not even live. And then the traffic and weather updates won't help you at all. Yeah. Because they'll be old by then. Oh, wow. So, I mean, why do we even bother? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just us. That's how we are. We, we just, but it's that attention to detail. Uh, all right. So, is there a crisis at the border? No. Come on. Why, why do people keep calling this a crisis? Is it really a crisis? Is there really something wrong at the border? That question is driving me out of my mind. I, where are you? Where have you been? Have you lived in a cave in Afghanistan for the last 30 years? Oh, is there really a problem at the border? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Is it a problem that one and a half million people we don't know are coming into the country every year? No, that's not a problem. Why would that be a problem? In addition to the one million we allow in legally every year. So that's one and a half million people. You got no idea who they are, what they want, what kind of people they are, what their intentions are. Uh, do they have any skills they bring to the table? Um, and you just, yeah, you just let them in in the middle of the night or broad daylight. And uh, you just hope that they don't have any ill intention. That's all. Uh, Here's a little example of some illegals crossing into the United States of America. And what they go through. This is really, really amazing. Because again, the parents, do they have any responsibility? Okay, sirens are blurring. This guy's dragging his child through barbed wire. Yeah, that's safe. Don't worry about it. And here here comes more families uh, with adults dragging children through barbed wire. This is after they've already uh, practically drowned because they had to come through a deep portion of the river as well to get to this point. Wow. So, so there's a border agent, police officer, telling him, go back. Go back. Don't do that with your kids. No, no, no. Stop it. Don't do that. You're going to hurt him. And he's telling them that in Spanish. Man, they just keep pouring in. No, there's no crisis. What do you mean? Mm-mm. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Why would that be any sort of issue for anybody? I don't know. I know it's not a crisis according to Julian Castro. Um, I'm sorry, Julian Castro, right. yeah, he, he's uh, he's making it clear that's just uh, not even a problem down there. Trump's just totally inflating that. 
presidential uh, hopeful Julian Castro said this about the border feeling from this administration is is that we are in a full-blown crisis and that they are overwhelmed by it how do you think uh, you know that I don't believe their narrative uh, I don't believe the BS that um, women and children who are fleeing dangerous circumstances mm-hmm. present a national security threat oh. to this country okay what about the 75 or 80 percent of men uh, from say 18 to 40. Uh, do they present any kind of threat? He doesn't buy the narrative. Isn't just so unbelievable. I, just the sheer stupidity, the suicidal tendency of some of these. They just want us to commit national suicide. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They are so bad for America. They are. They are trying their damnedest to destroy this nation. It's it's sickening. Yeah, it's despicable. And they need to be stopped. I mean, this we've got to stand up to all of this. Uh, CNN actually sent Chris Cuomo down to the border. And apparently he noticed. What? Something is going on. Chris here. noticed? Yeah. Stop. Yeah. No, I think Chris took a, took a look around and said, huh? Yeah, huh? Hmm. <laughs> Might be something here. Yeah, there's just, I guess, maybe something. I don't know if I'd call it a crisis. Well, here he is. I'm Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime, live from Hidalgo, Texas. This is the Rio Grande Valley. This is the place you need to see. You're going to witness the systemic failure of the present and the tragic potential for our immediate future. This migrant situation is called a crisis, but you know what? That word is overused and doesn't do the situation justice. We're going to show you what's happening here. It's not easy to see. Uh, yeah, genius. Yeah, yeah. We've only been saying that for I don't know decades, literally decades. Crisis doesn't go far enough. Doesn't begin to describe what's going on. Wow. And and he pins it all on the president. Yes, he does. Yes, that's true. What? That's true. Wait, he he's the guy trying to do something about it. How do you? How do you call it his failure? Uh, unless because, yeah. unless you, you say that not building the wall has been a failure. Uh, no, I think they're saying because the lines are too long to get in. That's yeah. where we're at. It's just taken yeah. too long to, to process everyone. What we need to do is call Disney and help, you know, have them come in and help out with uh, some of the crowd control. So oh, we yeah. can, you can do shorten like the lines. A little fast pass <clears throat> for immigration. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> get some of the characters down there. Get this thing streamlined. Disney knows how to move crowds, and so they could probably help with this. <laughs> Jeez. While Chris Cuomo realizes, yeah, wow, it's uh, wait a minute, it is bad down here. Uh, CBS, on the other hand, questions there's a crisis at the border at all. Rhea Villarreal is there and shows <clears throat> us the challenges agents face even when there is a barrier. This group is part of 180 migrants apprehended this morning by Arizona border agents. Fernando Grijalva says this area has become a hotbed for illegal crossings. I've seen six different presidents the time that I've been with the Border Patrol, and this is the worst crisis that I've seen. You actually will use that word, crisis? Yes. (laughs) You actually will use that word, crisis? Yes. Duh! Good God. I, how can you not use the word crisis or catastrophe? Here's something where you look out your window and, yeah, I do see the catastrophe. Uh, you're using that word all the time as it applies to the climate. 
where you look out your window and you don't see any catastrophe. Or you might see the occasional uh, catastrophic weather event, which we've always had and we always will have. Uh, But you look out the window at the border and you'll see a crisis. You'll see a catastrophe. Just open your eyes. Well, I mean, Julian Castro doesn't see it. No, he doesn't. I don't know. They got to get on board. They got to figure this out. I mean, the media. Uh, I know. I I know it's a crisis. I mean, the evidence is there, right? I think the media, like CNN in this case, is like, okay, wait, 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 wait. We've been going out this wrong way. You know, instead of trying to make Trump look bad, we need to, as as you know, the media really likes to um, get viewers and use words like crisis. And I think they're just now realizing, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, we actually do need to be using this word. So they're torn right now on how to uh, analyze this situation. But it's absolutely a crisis. It's out of control. And every day there's a different story of an illegal alien in this country doing something heinous. Mm-hmm. And, and it, we, have, we have stories we never get to of, of what is happening around this nation. And to not address this uh, is is criminal. It really is. Yeah, we've got plenty of criminal illegals uh, who are co- who are committing violent crimes. Um, and you know, the other thing that we never talk about are irresponsible parents dragging their kids through uh, running water that that could sweep them downstream. They could drown. They're going under deep water, underneath a fence, trying to get to the other side, and then and then dragging their children through barbed wire tunnels. Uh, to get into this country. Do you carry any responsibility? That's all Trump's fault? What? How the parents are risking the lives of their children? That's Trump's fault. Where are the people who are pointing out what these parents are doing with their kids? It's nuts. It's not okay. This country needs to refocus on on with an emphasis toward helping Mexico, Honduras, Guatemala, all all of Central and South America to uh, fix their own homes, fix their own house so that their people can stay there and live. It is not our responsibility to take on the entire world's poor and poverty stricken stricken unskilled people we can't we just we can't there's no way it will collapse us it will fundamentally transform the united states of america the longer we do nothing so many of these immigrants are coming here with socialist mentality where do you think this socialism is coming from in part in large part it's coming from Mexico, Central, and South America. That's what they know. That's what they do. Uh, that's what they're comfortable with. That's what they're fleeing, and then they bring it here. You got Mexico has to fix Mexico. Guatemala has to fix Guatemala. They need to take some pride in their nations, and we need to demand they do that. Stop with one single penny. Stop with any or any kind of uh, uh, foreign aid to these nations at all. And Trump has taken some good steps in that regard already. He cut off three countries and the aid to them until they do something about this. And that's what needs to be done. Fix your own house so that the people can stay there, become educated in their own country, and rebuild their own country. 
because we, we just can't we can't keep doing this. I mean, nobody wants to see bad things happen to these people. Yeah. What's the uh, favorite word of the left? It's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly isn't sustainable. And uh, yeah, that's the one place where sustainability doesn't apply. They don't think about that at all. Okay, we can sustain one to one and a half million to two million illegal aliens pouring across our border every year. We could, that's, is that sustainable? Well, it's the richest country on earth. Not for long. If we keep doing that. I'm, the balkanization of this country is really damaging to us. Yep, that's the word. The reason there is a word for that is because it's not a good thing when countries become balkanized. Look at the Balkans. I, I don't know. It's... It's hard to imagine that they can't comprehend the issue, that they can't see the crisis. If they can figure out a way to make Trump look bad, yeah, then they're fine. That's that's the way they will draw attention to it. Yep. And the illegals, I mean, they they know they just you just keep going, you ignore the border patrol, uh, and then once you're in the interior, then you go ahead and surrender to them, and you'll wind up in court. They'll release you into the community, and you're on your own. Then you made it. Congratulations. And then then they they. They show up in court, right? Uh, no. And they have a hearing. Um, well, they have a hearing, over. but uh, usually there's no one there. Uh-huh. <laughs> about 99% of the time, nobody's there. Well, the judge is there and the bailiff, maybe a police officer or border Amazing. patrol agent. I can just see a judge in one of these uh, uh, immigration courtrooms just sitting there like filing his nails. Like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. We got somebody here today? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, wipe my mouth here. Okay. All right. Well, welcome. Well, thank you for coming. I mean, seriously. Yeah. It's... Uh, what a joke. It's a miracle if they show up. 888-933-93. And it Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, right now, there are 50 million kids attending America's public schools. Left isn't even trying to hide it anymore. They've made it, made it clear that their intention is indoctrinating the next generation and the one after that in their ideology. Well, they've been doing this for 100 years. And they're doing it really successfully. Real-world skills like reading, writing, arithmetic, American history have been replaced with social justice, gender confusion, and test-driven instruction in the classroom. They don't even, they don't even crack open the U.S. Constitution and, and teach that. Thankfully, there's a choice now, though, and this is why Freedom Project Academy was created. Freedom Project Academy is an accredited classical online school Built on Judeo Christian, Judeo Christian values for students from uh, kindergarten through high school, they've taken the interaction of the traditional classroom and created an online atmosphere where students across the country are instructed by live teachers in small classes, and they teach your kids how to think, not what to think, and that's what you want. Go to Freedom for School, freedomforschool.com. And request your free information packet. You're going to love this place. It's freedomforschool.com. And don't forget to subscribe to their weekly podcast, The Dr. Duke Show. It's available on iTunes and all over the place. Take control of your kids' education. Don't allow the leftists to indoctrinate them any longer. Freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. 
Oh, we got some tweets uh, from this morning, some tweets that came in uh, after the show yesterday uh, from SlyGuy1261. Maybe you should change the name of the show to Pat Jam Packed. Mm. Good point. Okay. Uh, Rocky with an I tweets, Chris Cuomo is a douche. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty well established. That's true. <laughs> uh, Trump has done nothing but try to stop this crisis. It's been the left and the mainstream media that have prevented him from prevented him from stopping it. There you go. Uh, Gropey Joe's Cafe. <laughs> Did they drag their children through big water? No, this was small water. It was a river, river water. I <laughs> uh, left over from yesterday uh, after the show. People often mispronounce. We were talking about mispronounced words. People often pronounce, mispronounce the word Beto. It's pronounced Robert Francis. <laughs> there you go. I like that. Uh, Tom Sheehan. Blondes are now telling Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez jokes. Yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh that is fun. If they're not, they certainly should be. Need to. Yeah. Uh, I love this trans person suing McDonald's for using the wrong pronoun. Ugh, gosh, I can't. No, honey. Are you trying to no. kill me before no, 6.30 Central? You can't You can't sue someone for a pronoun. You can't. <laughs> this is. Please tell me this is still the United States of America, and you can't sue someone for using a different pronoun than somebody wanted him to use. I'm not Please. comfortable telling you that. <clears throat> well, yeah, because, you know, it's not true. <laughs> uh, Mississippi transgender woman is suing McDonald's and local franchise owners for repeated discrimination. Here we go. <clears throat> McDonald's franchise owners Elizabeth and Andrew Smith hired Jocelyn Kelly as an area supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, the suit said Kelly told the Smiths that she's transgendered shortly after... Kelly began working. The Smiths, either directly or through their other employees, began to discriminate against her. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Refusing to use the preferred pronouns to address Kelly. Using he or him rather than she or her. Oh, no. It's ma'am. Then sometimes, apparently, addressed Kelly as it. <laughs> Stating that transgenders... Are an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now. Oh boy. Okay. That might go All right. Let's not do that, kids. Wow. Uh, mockingly calling Kelly <clears throat> Joanna Man in reference to the movie, the movie Joanna Man. I I missed in reference to a call that Bart Simpson would make to Moe's? Mm. I mean, come on. I uh, I think I missed the movie Joanna. I don't Man. know. I don't know what that is either. Featuring a male basketball player who's kicked out of the NBA and then impersonates a female so he can play in a women's league. Uh, assigning menial tasks that only entry-level employees perform. The actions were so traumatizing that Kelly was, quote, forced to resign, unquote. Filed discrimination against the Smiths with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Uh, she's seeking compensatory damages, costs, including reasonable attorney's fees, and any other equitable relief the court deems appropriate. Wait, reasonable attorney's fees? I got news for you. <clears throat> no there such are no thing. reasonable attorney's fees. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Uh, this, is gonna, this is going to continue to snowball. An, another snowball that's rolling down the hill, seemingly unstoppable. With unbelievable momentum, this pronoun thing is so out of control. Uh, I mean, trans people now, what are they, 0.07% of the population or something? They've taken over. 
They now rule the society. They now officially are the rulers of our society. That's just, and they could demand anything. You know, call me G, uh, call me non-binary, call me they, call me they-bees. I, uh, no, I'm not going to refer to a single person as they. It doesn't make any sense. No. But again, are we going to put our foot down or are we just going to be steamrolled? That's what we have to decide. Do we put our foot down? Do we take a stand? Or do we just allow them to steamroll us? I guess that remains to be seen. Um, The Democrats are certainly trying to steamroll us. uh, And so are these special interest groups. But what a push right now on, on changing virtually everything from the Democrats. Our very economic system, they're making no bones about the fact that capitalism is uh, old, decrepit, evil, uh, unequal, all of that stuff. And it should be replaced with socialism, and they're becoming more and more open about it every single day. And the other thing that they're trying to abolish, other than ICE, is the Electoral College. They are hell-bent on destroying this nation, and this is exactly the way to do it. They're so excited over the fact that Trump won the Electoral College, but not the popular vote. Do you think if it was the other way around, they'd have any problem with the Electoral College? No, they would be you praising the system. No, they wouldn't. Yes. Hey, this is what hey, the founders, you know. That's what, that was up. what they intended. That's what they, you know, you can cry about it all you want, but I thought you were in love with the founders. That's what they'd be saying. And you know how many times it's happened in history where the popular vote was different than the Electoral College? How many times in U.S. history? I've got, what, three? Five. Five. Five times. Wow. A total of five. Big deal. In 243 years, it's happened five times. Get over it. (laughs) Instead, though, um, this week, Brian Schatz, Dick Durbin, Dianne Feinstein, Kirsten Gillibrand introduced a constitutional amendment. They actually actually are going about it the right way, trying to change it. So they've introduced this constitutional amendment that would abolish the Electoral College. And it's pretty popular with the Democrats right now. The ratification would mean presidential candidates would be directly elected by the popular vote. Um, Separately, Senator Jeff Merkley also introduced a package of election reforms, including a bill aimed at also getting rid of the Electoral College. But that's really going to screw up uh, alignment in college football conferences. If they don't have the Electoral College? Yeah, if you college. get rid of the Electoral College, you're going to yeah. have an odd number in their conference, and then, the, then there's going to be like bowl you know, imbalances yeah. and stuff. There's I mean, a lot of imp- implications. Power 5 is going to be in chaos if that happens. Right. Right. <clears throat> Recruiting. Recruiting, yeah. I mean, all kinds of yeah. changes going I don't know on. The, I don't know that the Democrats have really thought this through. What's that going to do to TV rights? ESPN's going to have to get involved. Mm-hmm. But you you mm-hmm. take care of the Electoral College. I guess they're still going to keep their basketball team, though. Really? Even if Yeah. Even if they're gone, they're keeping the basketball team. Why? Is that like a Title IX issue there yeah, happening? Probably. probably. It is the, the women's basketball team. The women's so, basketball team. Yes. <laughs> uh, the status quo is quite undemocratic and radical, <clears throat> Schatz said. This change, in my view, is an unassailable, logical evolution of our Constitution. <laughs> Wow. Stop talking. While the support for getting rid of the Electoral College has grown more than 60% of voters in a poll conducted 
uh, right after the 2016 election favored using the popular vote instead. That's because people don't understand it. They don't understand it. By design. Jeez. Uh, So, I mean, they're starting this process. Now, the reason... The reason they did this in the first place, there were several. One was uh, in the 1700s, early 1800s, the entire population wasn't all that educated. And so the founders wanted to protect the process from people who didn't know anything about it. So they knew the electors would have a better chance of being personally involved with skin in the game they would understand the stakes and and be able to do the right thing um they also wanted to protect the smaller states because uh now that delaware and wyoming and utah and all those states have an important say here because of the electors and if you eliminate that Nobody will pay a bit of attention to any of those states ever again. There will be no reason to do it. The other thing is, you can have a popular vote elect a president uh, without a majority. It's happened. It happened with Nixon, and it happened with Clinton because there were there were three people in the, in those races, and <clears throat> the independent siphoned off enough votes where. The president was elected with only 43% of the vote. So then you've got the electoral college to make up for that so that you don't have to have runoffs or, you know, ties or you don't, you don't have somebody getting into office who's illegitimate necessarily. Uh, it's, it, it is a, it's an important system. And if you eliminate it, we're in real trouble. I think we're in real trouble. This will this will go to a straight democracy uh, on the vote for president, and uh, well, we saw what would have happened this time. You'd have Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. in office. You would have Al Gore. You would have had Al Gore. Yeah, you would have had Al Gore during nine eleven two thousand one. Woo wee. Woo. Uh, how many times more would we have been hit with terrorist strikes if we hadn't have? Uh, done something about the terrorist situation after 9-11. And would Al Gore have done anything? You know he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have done a thing. Militarily, anyway. He would have asked very nicely. And he would have, he would have made sure that we, we treat Muslims with respect. Uh, we must remember to respect all Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got it. We, we, we got that part. We're, we're worried about the radical ones that are trying to kill us. Let's do something about them. Would have been planning bombing raids based on the nesting habits of the spotted owl. Yeah. Um, that would have been fun to, <laughs> to have that happen. But no, the Electoral College, I mean, the, the founding fathers abhorred pure democracies. And that's why? exactly what that would have been. Because they didn't work. That's why. They didn't work. They collapsed. And those are based on the whims of man as mm-hmm. opposed to the rule of law. And so um, definitely not something... Uh, you want to uh, to have in your country. Um, I'm looking up something here. Uh, I'm going to have to find this later. But I read a quote recently <clears throat> that summed it up perfectly. And of course, I have the worst memory ever, so I can't recall it. But it's the perfect water cooler argument for a coworker uh, on the Electoral College as this thing gets steam. And it's going to. 
Um, but, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, we don't have Hillary. We don't have Al Gore. And we, uh, you know, didn't have Samuel mm-hmm. Tilden because that would have been a disaster. You get Samuel Tilden in there. I mean, that would have been brutal. Am I right? Um, Yes. Yes. See. Yes. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to find this quote. It is like a. Bu- it needs to be on the Pat Gray bumper sticker collection. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about Unplanned the movie. If you haven't seen it yet, you really need to. It's to, to me such a powerful movie. And yes, it's rated R. It's a little bit of controversy about that because I, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, it is difficult to watch and. You know, if your kids are sensitive, you probably don't want them seeing this, but um, it is an important movie. It's the story of Abby Johnson, who had two abortions. Then she worked for Planned Parenthood. She was a huge abortion activist. Um, she she was so much of an activist that her mom and her husband, who were both pro-life, couldn't get her to think any differently. And she became the director of the clinic where she worked. She was the employee of the year for Planned Parenthood nationally. All that changed when she was called on to to assist with an abortion and what she saw as she did the ultrasound changed her life forever. And this is her story. It's an eye-opening look at the Planned Parenthood abortion factory. It's a must-see. Go to unplannedfilm.com and find out where it's playing near you or just check your local listings. It's in theaters right now. Unplanned movie. Unplannedfilm.com. Great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Um, dishing up avocado tweets. <laughs> Joe Biden would never choose AOC as a running mate, which has nothing to do with her intelligence, age, or incompetence. It's because she pulls her hair too tightly into that ponytail. What's he supposed to do with that? Yeah, it's too hard to run his fingers through. <laughs> you could sneak up, I guess, behind her and smell her ponytail, maybe. Uh, maybe you could do that. Uh, we got to play his uh, thing from yesterday, by the Aww. way, in just a second, because that, that's good stuff. Uh, the deactivist tweets. Not trying to give them any ideas, but I predict the next thing the left will say is that there isn't a crisis at the border, but there is border dysphoria, so we need Medicare for all at the border. <laughs> uh, Keystone Pig. <laughs> That's right, Pat. If we racist Americans didn't have all those obstacles, these invaders wouldn't be forced to risk their lives illegally entering our country. Yeah, their lives Mm -hmm. and the lives of their children, which is our fault, of course. Oh, yeah, everything's our fault, man. From (laughs) Avocadons. Pat, you can't sue someone for using the wrong pronoun. Transgender woman, hold my hot McDonald's coffee. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from Doe Biden... (laughs) I guess the hashtag today is uh, Pat got out of a speeding ticket by oh. admitting foreigner doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, would you do that to get out of a speeding ticket? Uh, would no. you admit what? I, I've got my integrity. Oh. Okay, if I don't have my integrity, I don't have anything. Eh, I'm getting out of the speeding ticket by saying that. <clears throat> if I'm you, uh, didn't you just get one this morning? Didn't you just get a speeding ticket on the way in? Sure did. Oh boy, did I. I love these things, man. These are, these are, these are good things to have. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was, uh, I was coming into work uh, about three thirty this morning and uh, sitting at a major intersection there. Um, and uh, I see the police officer uh, come up to it, you know, and he turns left and he's so he's pulling ahead of me, 
And I, I, I think to myself, <clears throat> boy, I wonder if I'm going to see him pull somebody over. Well, I did because uh, that person was me. Mm-hmm, that worked out great. Yeah. See, I'm. What'd you do? I, I, I. What was the problem? I went a little fast. Oh. Um, I just completely forgot he was up ahead. And uh, how fast is a little fast? Uh, Seventy-nine and a fifty-five. Ooh, wow. Okay, that's a just little a fast. A little fast. <clears throat> Seventy-nine and a fifty-five. I'm not sure where my head was at that particular moment. Because that's. I, I deserve that ticket. 24 Ooh. miles over. Oh, I earned it yeah. in so many ways. Mm. I saw him. I knew mm-hmm. he was up ahead. I was doing 24 miles over. Not mm-hmm. my best moment. Probably my dumbest moment in my life. When that's saying something, uh, considering I've tried to cut off my fingers before. Um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah. That's, uh, you deserve it for just being an idiot, essentially. I, mean, so. I don't know that's Good. a constructive way to, to discuss it. But uh, um, So... <laughs> So yeah, it's so going to be an expensive ticket. It's going to be very expensive. I can't wait, and it yeah. also is going to it's the be hundreds. fire station fund in Glenstown, an area you're very familiar with, Pat. Very, very yes. That's where that money is going to be going. I've probably gotten ten or twelve of the fifteen tickets from that specific area, from that road. Well, they're going to build a wing uh-huh. off of your money. They're oh, just they buy a refrigerator. They built with it. Mine. It's beautiful, and uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. The Pat Gray area. Memorial uh, Theater. I almost inside. said what? what uh, I almost <laughs> said the name of the city, which probably wouldn't be a good idea uh, since Glenn lives there. Uh-huh. And, you know. But uh, it's um, mm. good morning, mm. Officer Gentry. Uh, you're quite a professional. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do we have on the line? Um, we have a, good, we a have bingo, Karen. bingo winner from yesterday. Um, Karen is uh, joining us this morning. Karen called in. As we hit bingo, like right at the last second of the show yesterday, mm-hmm. and, bingo. and nice job. And she, <laughs> hey, hey, Karen, handled it properly. Way to go, Karen. In California, is that right? Hey, bingo. And so you're already awake and up, or did we wake you up? Oh, please! I am early retirement, uh-huh. California girl, and I wake up at four. Wow! Listen, yeah. that's dedication bless you that is dedication that's that's fantastic all right so tell us where your bingo uh where your bingo occurred uh my bingo is um uh, left to right the bottom left Mm -hmm. yep keith good grief which is all day every day yes and then up to bat crap crazy okay excellent job (laughs) so uh did we already set you up with uh with the prize from shop.theblaze.com not yet, but okay. I've been perusing. I just got a cap. I just, I had ordered my ball cap you know, a couple weeks ago, whatever. Just got that. Okay. I would have bought that. But so this time it's just going to be a t-shirt that I can wear for, you know, workouts and whatever matches my workout gear. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thanks for listening, Karen. And thanks for getting up with us sure. uh, so early in California. Okay. Hang on a second. And these Pat we'll Gray the Unleashed t-shirts are quite soft. They're darn handsome, too. Mm-hmm. They're soft and oh. they're handsome. And they're lovely all at the same time. Yes. Depending on your gender or whatever you're identifying at the moment of purchase. And we don't know. I mean, yeah, who, I who, who are we? <laughs> Far be it from us to judge. Right. You know? I mean, you're talking to the guy that sees the cop up ahead and, and steps still, on the gas. Yeah, still goes so I will 24 judge. miles an hour over the speed limit. Nobody. You look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that one, Martin. That was good. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and uh at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. By the way, yesterday we played the, uh, the president talking about how the oranges of the Mueller investigation <laughs> uh-huh. 
were problematic or he wanted to talk about the oranges. Here's, here's what he was saying about the oranges in the Mueller investigation. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges, the oranges of the mm-hmm. uh, uh, investigation, <laughs> the beginnings of that investigation. You look at beginnings. the origin of the there, investigation. There it is. origin. Where it started, how it started, <clears throat> who started <throat> it, whether it's McCabe or Comey or a lot of them. Or a lot Where of them. Where does it go? How mm-hmm. high up in the White House did it go? You will all get Pulitzer Prizes, okay? You're going to all okay. get Pulitzer Prizes. Sure. Uh, you should have looked at it a long time ago. And that's the only thing that's disappointing to me about the Mueller report. The Mueller report, I wish, covered the oranges, how it started. <laughs> I don't the know why. The beginnings of the investigation. How did how he it get started. onto oranges? It, <laughs> it would have covered the oranges. Uh, so... Anyway, the press release that the White House put out was Wait even dumber. Wait, the the White House put out a press release yeah, on this? Yeah, they did. Stop. This president, or this administration, for some reason, they just won't admit he made a mistake. They can't let anything go. It's like, okay, you just screwed up a couple of times on the word oranges. Let's laugh it off and admit it. No, he invented a new word, they said. It's oranges. O-R-I-N-G-E-S. So he wasn't saying orange, he was saying orange, <laughs> which isn't a word, doesn't exist, uh, but uh, I I don't know. For some reason. Cannot let anything go. Yeah. He, just leave it. Leave it. Admit it. Okay. He couldn't think of the word for a second. That happens to all of us. And he probably put out the directive and they were like, Meh, Mr. President, can we just let this one go? <laughs> no. No. I we're not know. letting this go. It's a strange thing. It really is with this with this particular president. And all those people who are strong, strong supporters go down that road with him, too. It seems. But uh, just admit it. Okay, he said oranges instead of origin. So what? Move on. It was funny. Don't worry about it. Let's just take a lump or two. And then move on. That's all you have to do. No. No? No. No. Not really. (laughs) All right. Uh, Late last year, the Manhattan District Attorney's Office released a grand jury report noting that law enforcement had received 2,000 complaints of deed fraud. Almost all of them involved faulty notarization. Uh, The grand jury called the situation an epidemic. That's how bad it's getting. Criminals look for vulnerable properties. They scan obituaries or pour through the public records and then takes as little as a forged deed to transfer ownership, and it can be almost impossible to reverse. Once the title's transferred, then the thieves take out a mortgage. Sometimes they sell your property or rent it out. Uh, but now you can prevent this crime from ever happening to you or to somebody you love with Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a barrier around your home's title and mortgage. Now, don't think that if you have another kind of identity theft protection that it covers this because it doesn't. Home Title Lock is the protection program that protects your home. Nobody else. And the bank won't be able to do anything to help you. There's no insurance that covers this. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get registered. And you can sign up for a free title scan and report. That's a $100 value. They'll throw that in just for signing up. Find out if you've already been somewhat compromised. Go to HomeTitleLock.com and get some protection for your online mortgage. HomeTitleLock.com.
Matt Gray Unleashed. Okay, so did you see Biden's sort of, I, I don't think it was really an apology. Uh, it was more of an explanation of like, okay, look, I'm listening to these people. I'm, I'm hearing you. We need to have a conversation about this. And, and they're I, making me do this video so I can still run for president. Yeah, I desperately want because he kind of, well, you'll see what he says at the very beginning. Sounds like, yeah, uh, he's going to run anyway. So he's got to put this behind him. And so this is that attempt to put this behind him yesterday. Tell me if this is adequate or not. Here's Joe. Folks, in the coming month, I expect to be talking to you about a whole lot of issues. And I'll always be oh. direct with you. But today Why? I want to talk about gestures of support and encouragement that I've made to women right. and some men that have made them uncomfortable. And I always tried to be, uh, in my career, I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility, I think. I shake hands. I hug people. I, I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, you Pause can do it for this. a second. I, I grab them by the shoulders. I smell their hair. Mm-hmm. I kiss the back of their heads very slowly. Sometimes I lick their neck. Uh, then I'll run my hand up and down their buttocks. Uh, then wrong? <laughs> where's Jeffy when you <laughs> need him? I know, but no, I love how I he's know. like, I've made some, I've, I've made, made some, some women well, and, and some, some men. men. Like he's trying to be an equal opportunity yes. groper. Now he's like, yes, look, he I know it's 2019. I like guys too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Oh, I've smelled guys hair a lot sure. of times. There's nothing times. wrong with that. Uh, was one guy I was sniffing his hair yeah. and his, uh, toupee just sucked right up into my nostrils. Wow. Yeah. It was embarrassing. That, that was is, embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I just, for who? I just not rocketed it right back out of my nose. Back onto his head Here's and it worked out pretty well. Uh-huh. Yeah, didn't I mean it wasn't exactly in place, but he he kind of tugged on it and looked fine. That's All right, good. there's more. <laughs> and I always tried to be uh, in my career. I've always tried to make a human connection. That's my responsibility. I think I shake hands, I hug people, I I grab men and women by the shoulders and say, "You can do this." And, <laughs> you can and, do uh, it. Whether they're women, men, young, old, it's, right, it's the way right, I've always yeah, been. It's the yeah. way I've tried to show I care about them and I'm listening. Uh-huh. And over the years, knowing what I've been through, the things that I've faced, I've found that yeah. scores, if not scores. hundreds of people, hundreds. have come up to me and reached out for solace and comfort. Something. Something, anything that may help them get through the tragedy they're going through. Right, because you're so incredible and, uh, and they need you. And so they need you. I, it's mm-hmm. just, just who, who I am. Yeah, that's who you and are, I've man. I've never thought of politics as cold and antiseptic. Me I, neither. I've always thought it about connecting with people. Like I say, shaking hands, uh, hands on the shoulder, a hug, right. uh, encouragement. And Sniffing their hair. Now, and now it's all about taking selfies together. Uh, right. You know, yeah. social norms have begun mm-hmm. to change, they've <clears> shifted. <throat> And the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I hear I understand it. I understand. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. Good, good. Okay. My responsibility, and I'll meet it. But I'll always Uh, believe governing, quite frankly, life for that matter, is about connecting. About connecting. It's about connecting. That won't change. Won't change. But I will be more mindful and respectful of people's personal space. Okay. And that's a good thing. That that's a good, good thing. thing. It's a good I thing. I worked my whole life to empower women. I worked my I know whole life have. to prevent abuse. I've written mm-hmm. them. And, and so the idea so, that I can yeah. adjust to the fact that yeah. personal space is important, more important than it's ever been, mm-hmm. is, 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 is it's, just not it's, it's, I, will. Yeah, he will. I will. He will. He will. So please let me run for president. Yeah, please. I'm really. begging you right now. I am begging 
begging you. I missed my chance at 2016. Yep. I'm still pissed about that. Yep. I could have won that thing. Mm-hmm. I'm begging you, begging you, please, please don't turn on me. I I have worked my whole life with women. I I, I mean I I've been smelling women's hair since 1963. Since he got to uh, uh, D.C. Uh, during the Nixon administration. Right. I've been look. I've been groping look. chicks for forty plus years. Come I'm on. sorry that the rules We're changed. We're going on fifty now. I blinked, and now people are pissed about me kissing them when they <sighs> don't want it. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, I licked a few necks. What? What do you want what? from me? I'm Joe. I'm Joe being Joe, right? Look, I'm middle class Joe. <laughs> That's class. all. Yes. I'm average middle class everyday Joe with. A vacation home worth $2 million in a the home, my main residence, worth $2 million. Who wants to make out with you against your will? But, I mean, I'm middle class Joe. Let it go. <sighs> but, I mean, please, give me another chance. Mm-hmm. Please. I'll stop groping women for a while. For like five minutes? Give until, me fi- five until, minutes. At least until I get into the White House. Yeah, let me get the okay? nomination. How about just let me get the nomination. Right. And then you can get pissed off And then me get again. mad again. And then I'll go back and, to... Uh, and Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? Uh, he'll go back to his old butt buddy then. Oh, that's right. He has made Neil me uncomfortable yeah, he over has. the years. I forgot about that. <laughs> I don't know if Neil was uncomfortable or not. I um, mean, he was a butt buddy. So. I'm thinking Neil was not happy with that <laughs> reference. Hey, the vice president just talked about you. How cool is that? Yeah, he called me his butt buddy. Uh, so, so awesome. Like there's anything wrong like with there's that? there's anything wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Next thing you know, he's... Groping my neck and kissing the back of my head. <laughs> I don't know. That seemed like a. It seemed like a good explanation to me. If if I were a Biden fan, I think I'd be fine with that. Would you? Uh-huh. I think that. I think I'd be all right. Yeah, you know, it's if just I'm how a he is. Biden fan? It's Joe being Joe. If I'm a Democrat and I'm kind of considering Biden, I think that makes it okay. I think I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Yes, I can still get behind him if I like his policies. Yeah, he can. Man, I want him getting behind me and licking the back of my neck or smelling my hair, even though it does smell terrific because, you know, I've washed and showered it today. So, Are those strawberries? Uh, no, it's uh, Pro-V, actually. Wow. Yeah. I could have sworn there was a uh, lilac in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want him behind me, but could we get behind him? I don't know. I think so. I think so. Would you let it go at this point or would you, hmm. would you think, nah, the guy's too creepy? That's, it was a pretty, I thought it was a good explanation. I thought he pulled that off pretty well. Okay. No? I don't know. I'm trying to, Maybe I'm, trying it's just to me. I'm trying to put my mindset into supporting him in this scenario. Oh, I can't well, get past that. Well, you can't that. support him. But if you're a Democrat. That's what I'm saying. I can't If you're a Democrat. Mindset. Uh, of course, if you're a Democrat, you don't care at all That's anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean, you just. You're like, hey, come grope me. Yeah. You'll vote for a child molester if you're a Democrat. Right? I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, they don't care. They don't care. <sighs> What a crazy world, man. So anyway, he's going to be more mindful uh, about his actions. Why weren't you before, though? I guess you could ask that question. question. Well, come on, dude. It's been a long time since this stuff has been out of bounds. You can't grope women. You, You knew that before. You can't be rubbing women's shoulders while their husband is standing at the podium. You can't be, you know, 
getting in the face of young girls and whispering in their ear for 30 uncomfortable seconds. Some weird stuff that yeah. he does. Yeah, I got a scenario. Weird. I got a scenario for maybe you. Maybe I'm turning on Joe now. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's not a good enough explanation. Okay, so you know how <laughs> CNN, I think it's CNN, or maybe, some, I don't know. They're doing these uh, different debates, different themes, right? Mm. You got LGBTQ oh, issues yeah. is going to be probably foreign policy. Yeah. Or, anyway, whatever. Uh, there's going to be, it, it may happen just at a regular one, but it'll definitely happen at the women's um, uh, issues debate where somebody is going to take an opportunity, especially if he's in the top three at that point, to pick him off and become a hero to the female vote all at the same time. There's going to be a mm-hmm. candidate that calls him out. Yeah, there will. Very specifically, he's damaged goods. I don't see him getting through this as comfortable as I felt six months ago. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because, yeah, I think somebody will take the shot at him and it'll probably be Bernie because Bernie's the one who's in second place right behind him. And he's a ladies man. I mean, look at Bernie. Oh, Bernie. Bernie. I mean, he's going to play He's hot like fire. People want him to lick the back of their neck. They want him to. That's how hot Bernie is. Oh, yeah. Let's go to a Russian bathhouse, (laughs) baby. (laughs) Let's just sit naked at that breakfast table with you one more time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. 888-900-3393. More Pack Ray Unleashed. Coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, we were talking earlier about the the effort to rid the U.S. Constitution of the Electoral College. And what a that would be a catastrophe. That would be catastrophic. A catastrophic, uh, cataclysmic shift in the way this country elects a president. And it just, we can't let it happen. It's going to be difficult. I mean, they need three quarters of the states to approve of it. So let's hope it can't happen. Let's hope it doesn't happen. But wow, are they pushing for it? And Beto was babbling about this too this week. Um, he said, "This is one of those bad compromises." <laughs> Speaking of the electoral college, oh, here we this go. is one of those bad compromises we made at, at day one in this country. There are many others we can think of, and they're all connected, including the value of some people based on the color of their skin. What? <laughs> By all that is holy. He's talking about the three fifths clause and the three-fifths compromise Mm -hmm. when you're this but stupid when you're this ignorant of what is in the constitution and why and why it's there uh that should automatically disqualify you from running for president or any other office in this country if you don't understand the three-fifths clause isn't about the value of people it is not a statement on the value of the blacks in this country. It was a census count that was meant to keep the South with less representation than they otherwise would have had. (laughs) That was the compromise, Mm -hmm. okay? The racists in the South wanted every one of their slaves to count one for one. Not three-fifths. They wanted one vote for one slave. That would have given them two and a half million more votes instead of, you know, 1.2 or whatever it wound up. 
I, I, I just, it's so ridiculous. How can you not understand that? Yeah, the North um, was definitely anti-slavery. The North was, wanted them to count as zero. They said, look, if they're property, they don't count. Your horses don't count. Yep. Your couches don't count. Your bed doesn't count. Exactly. So neither do your slaves. And they had to find that compromise so that they could keep the South in the Union. But the South, was that their value to them? No. Mm-hmm. They were racist pigs, many of them. So I how is, how is it possible that you can't understand that very simple concept of a census count for the purpose of representation. Man. (laughs) And he continued, there's a legacy and a series of consequences that we have persisted, that have persisted and remain with us to this day. This is Obama speak right here. Hmm. In this conversation about how we repair the damage, how we make things right, and how we keep from committing the same injustice going forward is squarely connected to the reason that we're all convened here today, and that is fixing our democracy. (laughs) Okay, you know, hold on. We're not a democracy either! (laughs) Okay, three-fifths clause is not about value of people, (laughs) and we are not a democracy! Jeez. I, I, can, I just want to make this point. You said, this is Obama's stuff right here. Okay, I just remembered. He met with Beto. Beto and Obama yeah, met did. about a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. And so after you made that point, I listened to what you were quoting from Beto with the voice of Obama in my head. Sounds just like him. It sounds. It's Obama Beto. It is. Yeah, it's the same stuff. This, is, this is exactly the kind of nonsense that spilled out of the mouth of Barack Obama. And he felt the same way about the Constitution. All these bad compromises that we made from day one that made it a faulty document from the beginning. Yep. That's what he thought from the beginning. So Beto con- concludes here. Uh, so yes, if we get rid of the Electoral College, we get a little bit closer to one person, one vote in the United States of America. Do we? Um, why don't you go ask him in Cheyenne, Wyoming about that? <laughs> Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, go talk to him there. Yeah, I'm sorry, Democrats, but if we get rid of the Electoral College, we know what you're up to. Um, you only have to perpetrate fraud on and wherever you want to, you know, to steal mm-hmm. an election. Here, you have to work at it in 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to have 50 states of fraud uh, if you keep the Electoral Come College. Come on in. Uh, Colonel Sanders just Colonel got Sanders. here. This wow, is kind of where's exciting. where's the chicken, man? I just... <laughs> what? You didn't bring anything for us. I just wanted to thank you for your kind donation to the firehouse today. Oh, I see. All the neighbors yeah. Uh, yeah, have been yeah. talking about it. We appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. I You're I would quite you well, it was an expensive firehouse. We, you know, it's the least point we could five do. million dollars. Was it fifteen point five? Fifteen point five. Fifteen point three. Fifteen point five. But you know, that serves wow. a six square mile area. <laughs> Happy to help. Happy to help. Nine hundred residents. So uh-huh. I mean, I think who That's... doesn't need a fifteen million dollar firehouse? Now, <clears throat> here is something that I found out last night. Now I found this out from my neighbor. Haven't checked on it, but I figure. Keith, since you made a kind donation, yes, mm-hmm. you could do the checking on this. Okay. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it if it indeed is true. <laughs> the reason why they built this firehouse mm-hmm. is because they were in that crappy, remember that crappy yeah. little firehouse? <clears throat> yeah. Do you know why they were in the crappy little shed? Uh-uh. Because I had took a different route to work. Pat and I used to go a different <laughs> way. Is that why? <laughs> no. Um, uh, one of the uh, firemen at one point 
uh, left the stove on. Oh, my gosh. And burned down the fire station? And burned <laughs> down the fire station. They know how to put <laughs> fires out, right? That I mean, that's their thing. Is so we, I, <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. So the, fi- the joke in the town, apparently, is that the fire department unbelievable. burned down their own firehouse. Uh, do we know what year that was? <laughs> no, that I don't know. Awesome. I don't know. This is this is my is... neighbor who's lived there forever, and he's like, "Oh, that's awesome, Glenn. You do have a sprinkler <laughs> system in your house, right?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. Wow. So I'm sure all those firemen that mm-hmm. you know January caught the f- firehouse on fire and then couldn't put it out are gone by. Now, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. If they burn down this firehouse. I say they're not getting another one. Four, no. year, four years ago, you lost your firehouse. Oh, it was four years yeah. ago. So, uh, how do we not remember? Wow. How do we not remember a firehouse burning I down to the ground? I don't think I ever heard of that. Uh, four years lived ago, here. Four years. So, ago. in other words, here's what here's what happened. They were just planning on adding on to that fire station. Then mm-hmm. Pat moved to the area, mm-hmm. and so then they were going like, to build a new one anyway. Oh, we got to like, start here. Down. We you, got a good you, start. You notice that <laughs> when, when he was in the hospital, they were like, dear God, no, 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 no. <laughs> How are we going to pay for this firehouse? I mean, that's two weeks of lost revenue. What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. All right. Uh, Have a good show. Ya. Uh 888-933-93, and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter, uh, we've got the... Uh, so we've got this continuing effort on the Electoral College to abolish it. We've got the continuing effort to abolish ICE. We've got the continuing effort to just uh, have open borders. We've got the continuing effort to uh, completely eliminate the differences between men and women, any kind of gender situation. Uh, what am I missing from the Democrats? If if they are elected... Uh, to the presidency payer, single payer healthcare. single payer health care mm-hmm. oh uh college free college education mm-hmm. oh and then you know there's been some floating around saying you know get rid of all college debt i forgot who said that like you yeah. owe something just forgive it all was that yang that might have been andrew yang that's some bad that's fuzzy math that doesn't seem like his bad that's true right i don't know that doesn't hmm. match up Wow. What I don't know. I mean, we're missing some stuff. I mean, there's so well, many. Abortion mm-hmm. on demand all the way up to including an afterbirth. Oh, oh, lower the voting age for kids to 16. 16? Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Seriously, these are these are catastrophic policies. It is amazing the stuff we have to discuss now. Yeah. We are so far. And I wish Glenn were still in here. He talks about, you know, pointing your mm-hmm. compass, right? You know, mm-hmm. and you start drifting. And before you know it, you're way over here. That's this country in the last 30 years. Yeah. We just kind of tick, tick, tick. And before you know it, you're heading the wrong direction, 180 degrees. Well, I mean, now it's to the point where we have gone off, you know, just a few degrees at a time. And now they're just trying to take it the rest of the way all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they're they've thrown all caution to the wind now. All bets are off, and they're just going with the radical wing. Um, I was reading this article just this morning, in fact, when I got up and had a little cereal, and uh, there was an actual article from a left wing journalist, and I I can't remember who wrote it, but it was talking about the radicalism of the Democrat Party, and his first sentence was, of course, uh, the GOP isn't the only one that's gone radical. I, okay, you're going to compare anything the GOP has done with what the Democrats are are, are talking about doing? They're socialist, and that was that's what he was saying. They've just become a full-fledged socialist now and 
completely radicalized and they've taken over the party Mm -hmm. and they are taking it to the extreme left and they're going at 100 miles an hour over that cliff. But you're right. Your analogy is right. I mean, if America is a ship, instead of just turning it one degree at a time... The, the 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 freshmen up there now, the people mm-hmm. running for president, have taken that captain's wheel and just spun it left as far as they can. Yep. Yeah. Good times. There. I mean, it's there's no looking back at this point. This is like, do you remember that that uh, book from France that Glenn found uh, ten years ago or whatever it was? It was the. Uh, again, now he's not in here. He can't tell us. It was. I can't remember. It was a little book of. Of the the communists in France were sick and tired of waiting for all the change that they were promised. The changes were coming too slowly, and they weren't radical enough. And so they were talking about, all right, now it's time for insurrection. Oh, the coming insurrection. Coming insurrection. There you go. And so that's essentially what is now happening here. Now people laughed at him. Whoa, what are you? That's France. Well, look at look at the playbook they're using now. They're essentially using that playbook right here in the United States of America. That's where we are now. So mm-hmm. enjoy it because it's here. Need to update that. It's, not, it's no longer the coming insurrection. It's the here insurrection. Oh, yeah. It's here. Yep. And it's, it's what Obama talked about. We are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Yeah. Yeah. And... I mean, now we're 10 years away from that beginning, and uh, we're one election away from them just making it absolutely complete and uh, a successful process. It's seriously, I hate to say this, but every election, it, it, it feels literally like this is. This is it. This is it. Seriously, though, this we one should not is be a it. nation on edge like that. This one is it. We are we are on the edge. We should be electing a caretaker every four years, but instead, mm-hmm. we risk handing over the greatest gift on the face of the earth uh, to a radical every four years. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. and they've they've accomplished what they said they were going to do. And uh, Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. Yeah. We are going to have to change, change our, our conversation. conversation. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to change our traditions, traditions. our history. We're going to have to move, move into a different place. Tell me that's not accomplished. All of it. All of it. They've done that. <sighs> they've done it all. And they, they warned us. Both Barack and Michelle warned us. Hey, this is what we're doing. Yeah, we love this country, but we want to fundamentally transform it. <laughs> okay. Try that with your spouse. You know what, honey? I, I do love you, but I just want to fundamentally transform everything about you. Because uh, you just got to change. You know? It's not that I don't love you. I do. You can't, How do you love something if you're trying to fundamentally transform it? And then she talked about how. Because you got to change the tradition, you got to change the conversation, you got to change the history, and they've pretty well successfully accomplished all of that. Congratulations on uh, fulfilling your campaign promises. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Glenn launched real estate years ago for a simple reason, so that you could sell your home for top dollar as quickly as possible. And along the way, as they were putting together this network of agents across the country, where there's over a thousand now, um, they found out three really important things. Selling or buying 
It's really complicated and it's difficult to navigate. So you have to choose agents with a long track record of success. You can't get part-time or inexperienced agents in this network. Uh, The market value for your home can't be done with an algorithm. They have to be experts in your neighborhood. Home sellers must genuinely like the agent they choose to trust their home to. Uh, And that's why they do business with people who are fans of the show. If you're not a fan of the show, you're not part of this network. Because you got to have that commonality with our listeners. So all these things are why he built uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. To help you buy or sell fast. And if you're relocating, you got to do both. you got to sell and buy. And so you want somebody by your side through that process that's really good. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. realestateagentsitrust.com Pat Gray Unleashed Gregory Wrightstone coming up in just a few minutes on the global warming hoax. Find out where he gets his information and uh, why nobody nobody seems to believe his information. He just testified in Pennsylvania before uh, the Pennsylvania legislature and uh, they weren't exactly moved. Didn't seem like. Uh, the chairman of the committee called it a waste of time because, you know, nobody deserves to be heard from the other side. There's consensus. There's consensus, climate deniers. Uh, In Georgia, they've been threatened by Hollywood, Hollywood elitists, uh, over their heartbeat bill. Like, if you you can hear the baby's heartbeat, eh, sorry, you're too late for an abortion. Passed. It passed the House, and uh, it's waiting for the signature of the governor. I think the governor says he's going to sign it. Yep. Uh, So... Hollywood leftist Alyssa Milano. What what a nightmare she is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is. The, the Alyssa Milano that's giving Joe Biden a pass, but was all up <laughs> in uh, Brett Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh's face and right. uh, showing up at the uh, hearing. Right. No video evidence, nothing you know related to him that, that stands out as solid evidence. Yeah. Biden, we have archive footage that goes back decades. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Such a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. Just such a hypocrite. So she shows up at the Georgia State Capitol building, (laughs) handing out petitions or whatever. Here's here's what happened. What district of Georgia are you from? Uh, I work in Georgia. What district are you from? I don't vote in Georgia. I was just wondering what district you were from. There's 30 people outside that do vote in Georgia that I was going to escort in. But you don't vote in Georgia? Excuse me. Don't interrupt me. That I was going to escort in, but they wouldn't let me escort in. So that's a no, you don't vote in Georgia. (laughs) No, but the people that work on my crew, the 90,000 people that the entertainment industry actually employs, do. So thank you. What's your name? Dominic Morris. So district one, nothing? I just answered your question. I'll be happy to do this. These are the men that are voting on what goes on inside my uterus. This guy right here. Oh, good gosh. This guy. Oh, do it for the cameras. These are the men that are. Watch this lady. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Watch this lady. Turn around, camera operator. You know the Cup brothers don't live here either. You know, the Koch, the Koch brothers don't live here either. <laughs> I 
agonizing. <laughs> that is just, uh, I mean, seriously. That agonizing. was uh, Republican State Rep uh, Dominic Larica. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Funny what district stuff. of Georgia do you vote in? What district of Georgia do you live in? No district in Georgia. Get out. And then he goes, get out. So that's that. That's district one nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Koch brothers. Okay, the Koch brothers boogeyman again. Mm-hmm. Is that that's what you've got? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting really difficult. <laughs> I know where this sentence is going. It's getting really difficult oh, really to difficult to what? <laughs> <laughs> to not just go absolutely ape crap on yeah, these people. Go. Here you go. You need some of this today? Mm-hmm. I got some. I keep duct tape handy for the program. Go bat crap crazy mm-hmm. with this Alyssa Milano stuff. Wow. So yeah. I mean, this hypocrite automatically believed everything the Kavanaugh accuser said from 37 years ago. 37 years ago with absolutely zero evidence of any of it. She believed all that. Uh, She doesn't believe, apparently, any of the Biden stuff. The Biden stuff is perfectly fine with her. This is the guy that's going to vote on what happens inside her uterus. What, are you pregnant? I don't think so i don't think she even has she have a single child has she ever been married i mean she doesn't have to be married to have children obviously she's from hollywood it's fine i don't think so i don't think she has children so nobody's talking about what goes on inside your two kids she does what no no she doesn't hang on a second here wow i don't know how old they are were they humans she's been married twice i'm being told when they were in her womb were they human so she had a baby girl five years ago Mm mm-hmm and I don't know the baby boy how old he is because how about that Google hates me. Okay. Well, I mean Google's not the only one, you know. Well, so. That's true. What is that? Wait, what's <laughs> happening? What does that even mean? Uh. Huh. So okay, so apparently somebody didn't tell her what to do with her uterus, <laughs> and she actually gave birth to the children. Good for her. Wow, she's been married since two thousand nine. To whom? Like an actor or a regular Dave person? Dave Bugliari, oh, who of course. is 38. She's, what is she, She's got to be in her 40s, yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, She turned out to be hideous, didn't she? <laughs> what was the name? Was it? Uh, who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, man. Those days. That seems like a different lifetime ago, doesn't it? Yes, it does. That Alyssa Milano and that time period and that sort of television show that was a different lifetime we're we're we've moved to a different place with a different conversation we've changed our history we've changed our traditions since then that's for sure and now we got stuff like this um (laughs) your body on regressive liberalism oh this is a post from the place this is fun um it's a japanese form of therapy Uh uh-huh that takes you back to the womb. Yeah, look, see, look at that. On the Blaze TV, look, you're supposed to beat stress by wrapping yourself in like a big bag and rolling around on the floor. It's a relaxation <sighs> technique. I don't know about you, but I call it claustrophobia. Yeah, that doesn't look relaxing at all to that me. Looks, that looks dumber than speeding up when there's a cop ahead. Uh, I would be, I would be freaking out. Absolutely. Wrapped up in that thing? No, thank you. I mean, pulling out a switchblade, cut myself out of that bag. So this is the new thing. You're supposed to wrap up like you're in the womb and then... Roll around like an idiot. Roll around like a moron. I mean, And then seriously. what? Pretend somebody just aborted you? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, this puts this puts the uh, the the tree chicks uh, into a different light. I almost like think they're normal after looking at people roll around the floor in a big oh, give it bag. six months and those tree chicks will be completely normal. Yep, that that's, yep. We won't now, even think twice about those. And six two. months after that, rolling <clears throat> around in a bag on the floor in Japan will seem normal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh boy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. All right, we got Gregory Wrightstone coming up. There was some inconvenient facts for the global warming alarmists. Uh, we'll get into that. He just testified in Pennsylvania. I think it was on Monday. And uh, they didn't treat him well. So we'll talk to him about that and uh, and where he gets his information and why the left doesn't seem to have access to it. Certainly don't <laughs> acknowledge it. Uh, we get these great testimonials from our friends at Home Title Lock. Um, they're actual horror stories from people this has happened to. Uh, like this person, she says, I heard you warn listeners about home title theft, but I didn't think we'd be victims until we got a bank notice claiming we defaulted on our home loans that we never took out. Some thief found our title online, forged our signature, stating he was the owner. Then he borrowed against our home and stuck us with the payments. Our identity theft protection didn't stop it. The bank said it was our problem and insurance didn't cover it. So we've spent thousands trying to get our home back. Title theft is a huge problem. For pennies a day, though, Home Title Lock will put a barrier around your home's title and mortgage so it can't happen to you. If there's even a chance, don't you want to be protected? For pennies a day, go to HomeTitleLock.com and get registered. Find out if you've already been compromised. When you sign up, you'll get a free title scan and report. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. All right. We all know that uh, catastrophic climate change is uh, it's killing us. <laughs> now, you look out the window. That's all you have to do. Uh, that's what we've heard from I don't know how many of these people. Hey, look out the window. So if you look out the window in Dallas, Texas today, mm-hmm. uh, you see a little bit of a cloud cover and uh, it's... 61 degrees but should it be like 30 right now yeah yeah it's april yeah it should be should be about 30 Mm -hmm. uh and of course if the if the ocean didn't function the way it was we all know that uh it would be 200 degrees hotter than it is emissions also trap heat Mm -hmm. today's report shows oceans have absorbed 90 percent of that heat raising right. ocean temperatures by half a degree. Had all that heat mm. gone into the atmosphere, air temperatures could have risen by more than 200 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Dang, man. Think of that. <laughs> Think of it. If the world Ooh. didn't function the way it does, right? we'd all be dead. That's that's not good. And apparently they were surprised it functioned the way it did, but we're supposed to believe everything <laughs> they say. Well, uh, Gregory Wrightstone Wrote a book called uh, Inconvenient Facts. Really good stuff in it. The science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. Uh, Gregory joins us on The Blaze. Gregory, welcome to The Blaze. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Pat. Great to be back on. Um, You testified, was that this week in Pennsylvania? To the yeah, uh, last, uh, last week. Last week. week. Okay. Can I, can I just, when you were talking, one of the questions I was asked, I, I did a 30 minute <laughs> presentation, huge. And uh, the, during the Q and A, one of the uh, one of the representatives asked me, well, "What's the difference between weather and climate?" And I kind of gave him a lighthearted response. I said, "Well, if you're a climate alarmist and it's 
90 degrees on March 4th, that's climate. <laughs> and if it's 10 if it's 10 degrees on March 4th, well that's weather, right? Excellent we hear that answer. all the time. Yes. <laughs> and so true. So true. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, but it was a, a unique opportunity for to actually ha- sit down in a government hearing and have a full hour hearing on climate change. And their heads were exploding on the Democrat side. Oh, I know. It's the first time a lot of these people in this room had ever heard a rational, science-based response to man-made catastrophic warming. They were taken aback. They attacked me, not what I said, not, not, not what I had to say, not the facts, the science. They attacked me as a science denier. Uh, but uh, so they they couldn't have, they couldn't assail the facts. Um, so it's great to get that out there in that setting. And in fact, I just uh, linked on Facebook uh, this morning. Got a response back. They they turned down my ad. They rejected my ad with a link to my testimony. Wow! You, know, you talk about you wow. talk about targeting. You know, Facebook targeting. That just yep. happened to me today. Unbelievable. I mean. It, <laughs> That's not the so, first time you've been targeted. No, you, you couple that no. with what Apple did with your app, uh, where Al Gore sits on the board of directors at Apple, and you you got to, I mean, I don't know how these platforms are keeping their, their federal protections, because the only reason they're allowed to function without any threat uh, from what people say on their platform, what people do on their platform, is because they're supposed to be non-biased. And when they, when they become biased... Then they lose the protection uh, that the government provides them from people doing weird things on their platform. Yeah, uh, and they're all ignoring that, and they're all, you know, they're they're just banning people on the right. They're banning anybody who disagrees with the so-called consensus. Um, what? Where does your your app stand now on Apple? Is that just done? Have they just is is well, that over? It's not over in my book. Uh, they they've we appealed it. We rolled it out on the Pat Gray show, and we had thirteen. Right. I mean, we were on Glenn Beck later in the morning, but I'm sure it was the Pat Gray show that well, of really of fueled the sales. It into gear. We had thirteen thousand sales <laughs> in the next ten days or so, or, wow. or not sales, but downloads. Right. Um, and then mm. two weeks after that, Apple pulled it from the App Store. They said it lacked compelling content. <laughs> really? <laughs> Re- you've seen it. It's. It's, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it is good. awesome. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. And, and and if you look, if you look, at, if you look at the go to the um, the app store and and look for climate change apps, these ones that they have app and they up and they approve these things look like failed middle school mm-hmm. science fair projects. Mm-hmm. Ours looks like the gold standard. Absolutely. Uh, so what they they needed to silence me because it was too compelling. Amazing. Um, I love the I love the photo that you uh, tweeted out after your testimony the other day in Pennsylvania because you had a bunch of uh, colorful characters show up and and so you tweeted this uh, photo out and uh, said I was told that climate change was a serious issue by the cat in the hat the Grim Reaper a leprechaun and a guy with a dragon on his shoulder and you got a photo of uh, all of these <laughs> Looney Tunes uh, standing there to protest you. Uh, because climate change is serious, and you're yeah. not taking it serious. I mean, how can you? How can you? How can, it was incredible. They hurt their, their cause so badly. They're oh just, yeah, these goofballs. Uh, and and they were everybody in that hearing was taken aback because I they were expecting some. It had been billed as this radical science denier, and 
And I, I, you know, first thing I said when I got up was, you know, we're increasing CO2, and CO2 is warming the atmosphere to some degree. And, and really, the difference between me and them is how much warming is attributable to CO2 increase. Right. Uh, I, I'll argue it's modest and greatly overwhelmed by natural forces, and I think there's a uh, there's a really, really, really strong component to these natural forces. That What they want your listeners to believe is that the same natural forces driving temperature for since the dawn of time suddenly ceased in the 20th century. Uh, they don't They don't recognize mm-hmm. any naturally driven warming. That's just, your listeners know that that's not the way silly. climate works. It's silly. It's, uh, yeah. And the only way that you can be on board with their consensus, with, with their way of thinking, is if you believe it is man-caused, all man-caused, and yep. catastrophic. Yep. Um, when I, you... When you ask them about about what is catastrophic, what what, what is the response? Uh, is do you just hear the usual? Well, there's droughts and there's floods and there's tornadoes and there's hurricanes. I, yeah, I haven't really gotten a response back because my my main <laughs> mantra is those bad things we hear about are are is speculation about what might happen thirty, fifty, or eighty years in the future mm-hmm. based on failed climate models. Right, and they go, uh, but, but, well, you know, they're him in the hall, and and, and and no one's disputed what I show, and what I show is what's actually happening in the earth today: fires, droughts, intense heat waves are decreasing, not increasing. Look at these things; uh, things are getting better, not worse. Wow. Foods, sky. I mean, I see an earth that's that's thriving, and humanity. Earth and humanity are thriving and prospering because right. of warming temperatures and increasing CO two. And it ain't even close. Um, so it's it's. Uh, you, but you know what they did by taking this app down? Uh, it blew up. Uh, uh, it was the number one lead story on Drudge for about a day and a half. Uh, sales of the book skyrocketed. We were number one, I, mind you. I published the book over a year ago. We're last in with the last two weeks. We're number one best-selling book on Amazon in five different categories, including environmental policy and public policy. And Mm. so it actually backfired on what they did. Yeah, and for those that are interested, Gregory, um, we are tweeting out at Pet Unleashed a link to the book in the app if those would uh, like to check it out. Oh, thank you. Well, I can't help you with the Apple version, but the Android link is what what we just tweeted out. (laughs) Um, Do they dispute that... It, during, I, I think it was the last interglacial period, the mm-hmm. Earth warmed, you know, because all of this unprecedented stuff, everything is mm-hmm. unprecedented mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, we've gone up, what, 0.9 degrees in 100 years, um, one and a half degrees Fahrenheit or whatever it is. Yeah, something on that range. Yeah, you're, you're close. And um, yeah, But haven't we gone, didn't we go up 14 degrees in the last interglacial period? Uh, Fahrenheit, perhaps. Uh, the There was... Uh, the Niels Bohr Institute had a, a study came out about a year ago. They looked at this this last interglacial period. In case you care, it was called the Eemian period, mm-hmm. and according to them, it was uh, eight degrees Celsius warmer Whoa. than what our current period is. Eight, eight degrees Celsius, and it translates into I don't, I'm, I'm just guessing it's around fourteen degrees Fahrenheit warmer, yeah. which meant there was there was likely. Uh, virtually no, little or no uh, northern polar ice. The polar bears survived during that period with no polar ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We, it's hard. No one was around back there. We don't know how well they survived, but they did survive. 
and and uh, and there. Uh, so this was, yeah, this was a, a much, much warmer period. And we, we see the other warming periods in the past that have that, that prospered and thrived were warmer than we are today. We know that uh, the, the most recent one, the medieval warm period, uh, were, glaciers are receding now. If you go up to the Mendenhall Glacier in Alaska, my wife and I were up there, you can go, uh, they're exposing full-grown trees from that warm period, medieval warm period, the stumps of those that were taken over by the glacier. Oh, wow. Well, these were full, fully mature forests, so it mm. it had to be a lot warmer. Right, right. right. And they're, they're finding, our archaeologists are having a heyday now as glaciers are retreating uh, with villages and settlements and things that are now being exposed that were taken over by uh, the glacial advances in the Little Ice Age. So, uh, I mean, we know these other periods were... I mean, for crying out loud, the time of Christ, the Roman war period, uh, they were growing citrus, the Romans, uh, mm. by Hadrian's Wall in Great Britain. Uh, they wow. They grow citrus anywhere in Great Britain today. And weren't there, weren't there fossils of palm trees in the Arctic area at one point? Didn't we find something like that as well? Yeah, but that's... You have to be careful there. Those, a lot of those fossils, because of plate tectonics, uh, something that that's that's in Antarctica now or someplace else. These these plates drift around over okay. hundreds of millions of years. So, uh, you know, we can find. Uh, so there may things. not have been palm trees in the Arctic at one point, and not at the Arctic of that time. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, but, but there were we have we rotate between what are called hot house and ice house conditions where it's really warm, and we're in an ice house condition that we're actually in a period that's unusually cold right now, uh, and things are going to get bad at some point. I'm telling you know that mm-hmm. it, we're we're eleven thousand years into a into a warming period that I mean it could end at any time, right? Is, at isn't any it, time, it's ten to fifteen thousand years usually. Yeah, and we're 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 near we're we're a lot closer to the end than the beginning, and uh, it's it's going to be horrific. And it, when it comes, we're going to find that uh, Donald Trump's building his wall on the wrong border. There's maybe about eighty million Canadians heading south because it's going to be there will be it's going to be horrific, horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, my advice to to your listeners would be to. Either buy another pair of mittens or some property in Costa Rica, because <laughs> it's gonna, it's not going to be pleasant. Um, and uh, we'll probably uh, with the transportation, with moving food around, uh, it's hard to predict what might happen. Uh, but yeah. it won't be. It, it's going to be ugly. As a as a guy who deals in facts and put out this book that you know is filled with facts. How how do you deal with it when they tell you that there's there's climate consensus on this and that you know you're a crackpot for believing any different? Yeah, I get that a lot. I spoke three weeks ago to the Ohio Geological Society in Columbus, Ohio. We had forty five geoscientists in the room or so, and you know what? There wasn't a ninety seven percent consensus in that room. It was a one hundred percent consensus. Every single person in the room agreed with what I had to say. All scientists, mm-hmm. and the big discussion after we were done in the Q&A were, uh, these were all geologists. We, we take the big picture. And that was the big discussion we had was as geologists, most of us agree like I do because we see the big picture. We know that 
climate changes and temperature changes because that's what we're trained to do, look in the big picture. Uh, so I see this when I, I talk to a lot of geologic groups, and I see the same thing uh, when I talk. Everybody's nodding their head and, and, and thanking me for saying what I'm saying. So there's the, – the, I wish we could have a, a poll of scientists. The, mm-hmm. the only one that's been done before was called the Oregon Poll, 35,000 uh, degreed scientists signed uh, the petition, the Oregon petition, right. um, against c- combating this notion of man-made climate change, including Edward Heller, the father of the H-bomb. Uh, a lot of very uh, famous scientists uh, agree with me in terms of uh, naturally driven warming and changes. Must be frustrating then to continually hear this consensus talk and to continually be belittled as you know, you're akin to uh, to you're akin to a Holocaust denier. That's that's the way they try to present this. That you're that stupid. Yeah. That you're that ridiculous. There's so much proof of this that uh, it's akin to to denying the Holocaust. Well, well, yeah. And in the opening sentence of that ABC News affiliate in Harrisburg, referred to you as climate denialist Gregory Wrightstone testified mm-hmm. today in Harrisburg. Come off it, man. That's an ad hominem attack, and we we got into that in the Q and A part of that. Uh, uh, one of the Democrat uh, representatives w- mentioned denier, and I said, "That's." I said, "I've never met a climate denier. I've never met a science denier." I said, "I met a lot of skeptics like me." Um, so once again, they they need to attack the messenger, mm-hmm. uh, belittle the messenger. Their big thing with me is that I'm not. I've never published a peer-reviewed scholarly article about climate change, um, and they're right. I haven't. Uh, most of my work has been have been published just basic geology, mainly of the Appalachian Basin here on the east, you know, and some of it marginally deals with paleoclimate because uh, that's what we that's one of the one of the aspects of what I wrote about. But that's how they they belittle me. I, the big thing with them is I'm not peer reviewed author. Well, I'm not, but I can use uh, experts that are right. and and quote them. I don't. I'm not a fire expert. When I talk about fire, I refer to those that are. When I'm, I'm not a uh, a hurricane expert, but I quote people from NOAA and NASA and EPA that are, um, and that's certainly legitimate to do that. And so the, you know, they they try and uh, shoot the messenger instead of the message because they can't shoot the message. It's fully scienced and, and documented and fact based. And and what do you make of of things like uh, this new proposal of the uh, Green New Deal, spending maybe a hundred trillion dollars? Trillion, yeah. yeah. the The dirty little secret is that only about yeah you know, we say only six to eight trillion dollars. This is over the first ten years of this is focused on energy and environment. The remaining eighty to ninety trillion dollars are focused on the social welfare programs like uh, housing for all, affordable housing for all, guaranteed jobs at a living wage that also get full benefits, um, things mm-hmm. like that that are getting you get you close to one hundred trillion dollars over ten years. It's if you look at most of the Marxist proposals that have been bandied about over the last 15 or 20 years are, have been thrown into this thing. And it's, it's really what it is, is a, it's a Marxist agenda masquerading as environmental policy. And 
and even if we even if we uh, take a look and we got rid of uh, all of the all of the carbon dioxide they're proposing, it's likely, according to the magic calculator, actually we're adding that. Uh, if you've got an Android to the app soon to have that, uh, it's in, it's developed. We just need to add it. Uh, what it does is calculate how much uh, temperature increase reduction you'll see by getting rid of 10, 20, 100 percent. If we get rid of 100 percent of the carbon dioxide increases in the United States, it's it's estimated we would reduce temperatures by three hundredths to six hundredths of a degree centigrade. Oh my gosh! By twenty fifty. Yeah, less than a tenth of a degree centigrade. If if we wow. went to one hundred percent CO two reduction, well, wow, man. wow. That's, so it, it not only can we not do it, but the other part is, should we do it for such a small change in temperature? Well, if you were to ask Al Gore, who was who, who was essentially uh, asked about this with the with the Paris Accord, that even if every single country uh, that signed on including us if we signed back on to it and and we complied completely it still doesn't get you anywhere near where you claim we need to be and he said exactly well that that's true well then what are you doing uh he's doing it for some what to set an example or something uh that's what they tell you well we need to set the example yeah well he's, he's probably somewhere jetting on his private jet somewhere Somewhere yeah. just burning loads of fossil fuels to get there. Uh, these these people are hypocrites. Uh, what they want to do, and, and you know they you know they have been so successful in frightening the population. It's every day it's some new some new scare tactic, and it's always getting worse. And it's but yet we don't see it. We're, yeah. we're told that it's getting worse. Uh, you know they they tell us about oh there's a flood in. Maryland, it's the third hundred-year flood in whatever, how many, you know, three decades or two decades or whatever. Well, uh, then you dig into it and you find out, well, that's just not really so. There was this huge flood in 1922, and there's, oh, what about this one in 1951? Uh, we don't talk about that. But it's like when we try and debunk these things, it's like playing whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. As, as, as soon as you hit them in the head and say, no, this is wrong, three more sp- spring up yes um and we debunk them as soon as we can and it's it, it gets it gets frustrating but i'm very very optimistic pat um what i see going forward as i travel around the country i i think there's this great thirst for good factual unbiased information about about uh, about climate change people are thirsty for this knowledge and that's what we're seeing i hope you're right book sales yeah the book sales are just good exploding because we provide that we provide that unbiased Mm -hmm. information about about climate change instead with with no alarmist spin and i try and keep my you know the opinions out of it but this this subject is it's science but it's also political science Um, and it's as much politics as it is science and the book, again, is Inconvenient Facts, the science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. And the app, you can get uh, where? Where can you get? Because, because it's not available Google, on Google Apple Play, anymore. Google Play Store, if you have an Android okay. device, mm-hmm. and just search for Inconvenient Facts. It's awesome. All right. Uh, 
appreciate it, Gregory. We, uh, loved the book, loved the app, and, uh, and and thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks. Let's do All it right. again. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Gregory Wrightstone. Inconvenient facts. The science that Al Gore doesn't want you to know. It's it's loaded with fact. It's an excellent book, and it's part of <clears throat> my kids' uh, homeschool curriculum now. Should be a part of everybody's, because uh, you need to know these facts when you get accosted by you know the climate change alarmists. No, uh, the, the, the Earth is is melting. Yeah, it, no, it, it's not. Um, in fact, did you just see the article last week about the uh, the big glacier in? Greenland that they've been so concerned with because oh, it's receding at an alarming rate. Well, oh, now no. it's growing again. Oh, yeah, it's growing again. Is this the same Greenland um, that's going to completely melt? Right. That, yeah. That used to be warm enough in the medieval times uh, to grow barley. <laughs> yes. Because like, now one. now it's too cold to grow it there. Right. But it used to right. be the Vikings uh, used to farm grow it barley there. and probably made beer out of it. So probably. Now it's melting to the point where Miami uh, is going to be underwater and you're going to be able to see fish swimming down the streets of Miami on a sunny day. <laughs> so uh, it's scary stuff. Scary. Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, it, it doesn't matter what happens as far as the as weather or climate. It just proves their point. So it's a this is a really tough issue to win on. And he gives you all the facts you need to be able to uh, debate this with your climate change friends. Uh, it's really good stuff. Uh, all right, so you know we still haven't gotten to this uh, Harry Reid story about the exercise band. Oh yeah, the horrible accident that happened to him, where he said his band broke because it was defective. What was he doing exercising in a back alley? I wonder. Uh, yeah, he wasn't. Oh. Um, he, oh. he was. Uh, okay. Uh, well, you with a guy named Guido, but no, <laughs> that's not what he was doing. He was actually exercising. I yeah, see. with one arm his, tied behind his back. Right what in a his strange bathroom. way to work out. Isn't that weird? Hmm. It's really weird. Okay. And so he smashed his face somewhere on something, uh, <laughs> and uh, was really badly injured. And uh, at the time, he said, "No, nah, it's not the injury that I'm retiring." Now he says it was pretty much the injury that made him retire. So I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, well, the band didn't break, uh, but he's still suing the uh, exercise band company. Well, we need to get into that. Kudos to the company if it. Made an early retirement happen there, I guess, for Harry <laughs> Reid. Exactly. <laughs>